whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Women in Gridiron Show. This is season two, episode 12. And as always, I'm Beth Bolden, joined by the best panel in the business. I have Nat and I have Christy. Unfortunately, we don't have Stacey, who's struggling with, I think it's tonsillitis, some sort of losing the voice kind of illness. So she can't be with us tonight, but she's very sad about it. Um, big surprise though, tonight we are welcoming a new panelist to the show. How exciting. Um, obviously Mojo Sport, we are growing uh, the network very, very quickly. I'm growing a baby. Stacey's, you know, her, she has a baby on the way. So with both of us um, having to take some time off, we're building, we're replacing, not replacing, we're having fill-ins <laughs> and we have Denny DeGru joining us. Welcome, Denny. Thank you. Thanks so much. Everyone's so excited to have you a part of the team. Um, and let's just get straight into our intro question. Um, from one of our DMs, we have someone asking us, which offensive trade in the NFL has just blown your mind? So much happening in the NFL at the moment, kind of connected to our sports a little bit far off. Not all of us are big NFL s- supporters, but someone is asking the question. Trades are always a big conversation in the preseason. Denny, who have you got? Mine is a bit kind of close to my heart. So it's the Wilson trade to the Broncos. Um, gobsmacked when that happened. Like what the Broncos are giving, who was it? Drew Locke, Noah Faint, Fant, and like what, what, two first, no, two second round picks and yeah, two first round picks. Um, and I was just, yeah, blown away. So I feel like the guys in Seattle, so the 12th man, are going to be probably pretty upset with that trade. Russell's been you know, a long time for them. So pretty disappointing in my books, but yeah, it was massive. Yeah, that was massive for all Seattle fans. Myself being a Seattle fan too, yeah. devastated, shocked with what we were um, letting him go for because he is a franchise player. So I feel like we kind of lost out a little bit, but clearly Seattle are looking to be in a real rebuild stage. We're getting back some draft picks. So fingers crossed we pick up someone decent to replace him yeah. in the draft. Christy, who have you got for us? A uh, big shock for me was Tariq Hill um, from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. Um, some would argue that it's a smart move. He's uh, he's in his late 20s at the moment. Um, it's a four-year deal, I understand. Um, so he will be in his 30s. <laughs> so young. Um, so uh, it's a he's getting a fair bit of money for this one. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, probably can't blame him for for uh, rounding out his career and, and doing a bit of a money grab, but I was still shocked. 100%. That one, I think, shocked the nation as well, considering he's gone from a playoff team to a team that's kind of sitting around the middle middle kind of range of teams making playoffs to not making playoffs. So, yeah, that was a huge shock. For me, I'm going with the Matt Ryan train, the Matty Ice. I feel like the Colts were just starting to build and become a team that could dominate and make it through the playoffs, potentially win a Super Bowl if they continue to add, and they've just given away their quarterback for a couple of draft picks, like completely shocked me. So that one, I think Maddie, Matt Ryan going off was huge, huge. And Nat, finish off with you. What have you got? Who who shocked you the most with the trades? 
Oh, I think um, I think the LA Chargers picking up uh, JC Jackson, um, former Pats, uh, for 82 mil was pretty big money. Um, and, you know, obviously he's got some quite good stats behind him as well. So I think he'll be a nice addition to the Chargers team. Yeah, huge loss for, this, for the Patriots to let go of him because he is another franchise player, especially in that cornerback position. That's not an easy one to fill in when you have a player that is great and doing good things for you on their team. To let them go is a huge loss. Every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities, but who stands out above the rest? football, let's go! It's what we dream to do. It's not just a man's game anymore. Go, Sammy, go! Doesn't matter how you separate us, we're still one big team, and that's for women's football. It is in our DNA, spiraling through double helixes. It courses through our veins. Through this blood, we are connected. Football is our family. All right, very special guest in this week's All Ball segment. We have our very own Denny DeGroote, one of our new or our newest panelists, joining in to talk about her football career, what she's been through, how she got there, where she started. Um, she is one of the very first in our country to have started playing football. So she's been playing for a very, very, very long time, has had an amazing career. Yeah, so... Pretty much I had been training all of 2012 um, with no season realistically in sight, which I'm sure the Queensland girls were kind of doing that too. Um, And then we kind of got the opportunity to play the Western Foxes in Victoria as a kind of ACT Tuggerong Tornadoes team. Um, And that was our first game as a state and players, I guess, from there from, yeah, March 2013. That's a huge build-up training for a year. Was it a, a bit like a like flogging a dead horse, like going to training every week, practicing, not really knowing when a game was coming up? Was that hard? For me, for me it wasn't. It really, I, I loved the sport. Like it, it, it grew on me straight away. So I was just all in. But we had lots of players, obviously, that would come and go, come back, and just the uncertainty of when we were going to play. Um, but for me, wasn't hard. I was there to stick it out. I'm still here after a, lots of lots of years of different things happening and stuff. So you know, it was a, it was a long haul, but still around. It's interesting that you say that about um, you know players sticking around even when there's uncertainty. I think um, in every state, certainly in Queensland, we've had that a little bit as well. Um, we've had a couple of seasons not get up, whether it's Corona or uh, we've had floods more recently. But obviously, a few things that are affecting. Um, and I think it's really important that that the OGs like the Dannys who are most passionate about the sport um, keep keep that alive um and keep turning up to those trainings and um keep keep going because uh it gives a reason for people to follow as well so good on you Danny for sticking it out I reckon a hundred percent it's kind of like being that team leader and showing why it is worth sticking around for those players who are a bit on the fence um so you played that um trial game and then you come and played up in the New South Wales League for a couple of seasons I did yeah so I played in the New South Wales League um, with the Northwestern Phoenix. Um, that was their first, I guess, women's comp that they had had. Um, we were lucky enough to get away with the championship that year, which was great. Uh, played a bit of quarterback that year, plus at DB, so a bit of both, which was which was really really good. Um, and then I played a couple of seasons after that through New South Wales, playing for the Phoenix again, and then 
having a um, ACT Diamonds team in the New South Wales comp playing and getting to, you know, um, nearly, well, for me, when I was playing nearly a championship bowl with them um, and then I was on the coaching staff with them too one year. So, yeah, I've had a bit of experience in ACT and in the New South Wales League now, which has, yeah, been good. Yeah, that's awesome. But as well as your uh, career in Australia, you were also lucky enough to go over and play in Seattle. Tell us about your experience over there and what it was like, what you had to do to get over there. Yeah, look, that experience, it was it was amazing. I'm sure, like, Christy can testify, going over there and playing against such amazing athletes in amazing organisations like it was just incredible and I w- I'm really, really lucky and very fortunate to, to have gone over and played um, for the Majestics. So um, pretty much what I did to get over there is I had wanted to obviously play over there and I thought to myself, what, what, what do I do? What do I do? What, where do I need to go to, to have this opportunity? So I jumped on their website, flicked them an email and I actually got an email back from the head coach saying that they knew of me um, and that wanted to contact me, but they just hadn't, which was uber surprising to me I couldn't believe it really um and it just all went from there they were fantastic and I there's not a day that goes by that I'm not grateful that for that experience it was just incredible that yeah that's that's awesome Danny and I'm so glad you did it and and um to go over and play the positions that you played like that's that's pretty hardcore as well um and it it, I'm always really impressed by people who make the initiative um I my opportunity came through obviously the um uh the American coaches coming over and seeing us training for um the Australian team um and they actually offered to myself because I don't think I would have had the 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 balls really to do it so I'm really in awe that that and even even when I was invited to go over I was you know I'm not sure what I was getting myself into but and it is scary and I do say that to girls but I to the women that that are thinking about going over but I think um, you guys getting out there and searching and and like you've just experienced the globalization where they actually knew who Danny DeGroote was and that she was a a potential for them um, and they had you on the books already just shows that um, you can reach out and it's it's quite surprising the responses you get they're actually very keen to take you take you regardless of your experience they actually really are keen to build up skills and build up women in the sport so I think it's really commendable when people reach out like that because I certainly would have I was just it literally landed in my lap yeah and it is it's such an amazing opportunity because going over there it's just a different environment Americans live and breathe and love football it's a little bit different to us over here in Australia we have to really you know it's a passion that we individually have rather than a country over there everyone involved so being a part of a team that um, over in America that has all that support and all that you know love and care for the sport is amazing because it is it's a different experience your coaches have a little bit more the to give and to share and the players obviously also you know have a little bit more of a background and an experience they come in with a bit more knowledge than we do um so I just wanted to ask what it was like going over there going into a team of players that you hadn't really met before didn't really know a team that had a little bit more experience had a problem maybe played together for a few seasons had that football kind of IQ kind of knowledge was it difficult to go and join them or were they just all amazing 
I'm not going to lie. It was very nerve wracking going over there. I remember getting there my first practice and I was shaking my nerves. I didn't want to talk to everyone. Everyone was beautiful and friendly, but it was, it was very overwhelming, very, very overwhelming. And the way that practices are run, like they're so unscheduled. You've got, you know, coaches for every position. You're doing this, this, running from this drill to that will um, drill. It just doesn't stop. And the experience, like these girls are just crazy, crazy. Their football knowledge, their athleticism, it's just a whole different level. And I remember going into one of the quarterback sessions one time and the coach kind of said to me, Danny, like, you know, you know what to cover two is, you know what to cover three, cover four. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, are you, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. He goes, wow, your football IQ must be pre- pretty good. A couple of trainings later, um, I was talking to coach on the, on the sideline and he asked me all these questions about certain coverages, this and that. And he goes, I don't understand how you picked this up in Australia. And I said, well, I've had some pretty good coaches along the way that have been great helping me. Plus, you know, I, I get my head into the books. And before I went to Seattle, my head was in books. I was looking at stuff on YouTube. I was in their playbook. I was talking to other coaches here in Australia to try and better my football knowledge because I knew I was going over there. And these girls and these coaches had a high expectation, you know, and I needed to do what I needed to do to get up to that level of playing with them and competing so um yeah look it was very nerve-wracking but um I loved every minute of it and you know it was great yeah it's interesting that you bring up like getting your head in the books and getting your Mm -hmm. head around playbook stuff because I feel like for us you know over in Australia our playbooks especially in the first couple of seasons that we started playing were very simple very basic very simply worded even like it was the play was where you were running to or what you were playing. There was no coding and there was obviously no um, reading defenses or anything like that. It was just like run the play. So going over there and having to learn a whole new concept of playbooks, especially on offense, offense can be so complicated. Was that something you struggled with? Um, look, going from to 11-man football, there was a bit of, um, you know, bits and pieces that I need to connect. Um, and, you know, my decision-making need to be a bit quicker than what it what it normally would, would be, you know, reading nine men or, you know, seven men, I didn't really need to read too much. It was, a, you know, a bit more basic and a bit easier, a lot easier. Um, but, you know, things like that, just making sure my reads were really quick, um, making sure I wasn't delayed and those kinds of stuff, that that was a big thing, big, big thing. You know, coach would always harp on saying, you've read it, trust it, do it, just do it. Like you, you have to do it. You can't, you can't second guess yourself. You know, you've made your initial read that's what it was and you know it's on you 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 throw that so um I think for me that was probably the biggest hurdle I had was actually trusting myself in that initial read um and because I hadn't been doing it you know I hadn't been playing 11 men football so it was really different going out there seeing all these different you know all these people in the box and then having to read you know you know second man and stuff so um that yeah I'd say that was the biggest one yeah, that is huge. Going from seven to 11, you don't realize until you actually step out on the field and you play it, how much of a difference it is as a game in itself. Um, yeah, how hard it can be to make that transition into those plays. Um, so you played a couple of seasons over there and then you come back over to Australia. Is there any mm-hmm. plans to travel back to play in the States or are you here in Australia for good? 
I was extremely tempted to go actually play this season. Um, although with COVID and the timing and stuff like that, um, it just, I don't think was going to kind of work. Um, you know, if I contacted the coaches tomorrow and said to them, look, I'd love to be on the roster again, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm sure they would have me. They always said that they'll have me on the, on the roster. So, you know, that's great. I've always got a, you know, place over there, which is amazing. Um, love to go back, but might not be on the cards. You know, I'm getting, getting a little bit older, might have to start settling down at some point. Um, so yeah, probably not, unfortunately. Speaking of being in Australia, we have um, our Outback Trails currently going at the moment. We've had, you know, lots of the states run their combines, um, lots of girls putting up some amazing numbers and showing some great skill. Um, are you looking to, you know, join the Outback team in the next campaign? Is that a goal of yours to be Australian QB? Yeah, look, it's a big goal of mine, big, big goal. Obviously, I missed out at the um, last trials um so it's it's what I'm striving for this year that's what I want and um hopefully I'll get the opportunity to represent um the country along with all the other talented females we've got um in the sport at the moment so that's where I'm hopefully heading yeah I'm sure Christy is super excited about that because she being a running back starting QB last outback campaign wasn't her her uh initial you know, expectations. So having someone there to fill in that QB position, she would be very excited about. Um, 100%. 100%. All right, guys, that's all we have with our our all-ball segment. Let's head into our rapid fire. We're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Um, In this week's Rapid Fire, we are covering, we're going back to our uh, all-Australian selections. And this week we're covering the wide receiver position. Um it's kind of interesting to pick a wide receiver because this is a position that can be played by, you know, different sizes, speeds, you know, different abilities. You see so many different receivers out there that show different skills on, on the field. Um, so Nat, who have you got for us and why? Yeah. So I, I actually want to give a, um, and firstly, just a nod to some of the, you know, one of the younger players that used to play for the Croydon Rangers, um, Jordan Edwards. Um, you know, she's a really young player, went through our, um, uh, you know, like our uh, beginners female players um, and was training with us. Exceptional, like second to none playbook uh, knowledge and application and gives it everything. So um, I think she's definitely, if she continues to play football, I think she's definitely a wide receiver to watch because, um, yeah, just really, really good um yeah, and, and, got, and got lots of really good knowledge about the game. But I would call out um, Teresa Aldama. I think she's actually got a new married name now, and I believe she's just had bubs. But um, absolute speeds are on field. Very hard to catch. I think we've seen her, if you ever watch a game where she's playing, it's all the commentators, you know, it's and here goes Aldama again. It's very much a K situation <laughs> uh, when they call Moran. Um, so, yeah, absolute speedster um, and all around just great, great football athlete. So uh, yeah. those would be my two picks. Yeah, awesome. Who have you got for us, Denny? Um, look, I have a local here for mine. Um, it is Grace Murphy. So some of you 
obviously you guys have know about her and whoever listens on the podcast um, would know her. She was on a couple of weeks back, um, but very, very new to the gridiron scene. She played um, in the men's competition this year for the Centurions in Canberra and she has just excelled, excelled. I've been training with her for a little bit the last couple of months um, and obviously watching her games and her football IQ is just phenomenal. Uh, at this stage and how she's a rookie it's just incredible and you know she works real hard great hands and it's just yeah absolutely amazing amazing really really big one to watch I think yeah and I think all of us on the panel when we did have her as a guest on our show were surprised by her you know her football IQ and what she could share with us um, playing her first season as a rookie um, with the men's especially too. She was definitely a standout for us. Christy, who have you got? Well, um, usually with wide receivers, you think of, um, you know, the speed and the ability to catch anything within the five-metre radius. Um, and there are obviously quite a few of those. We've been blessed with quite a few in Queensland. And naturally, I, I'm, I'm going with what I know here. Um, but from a running back um, perspective, I obviously get um, a whole new appreciation of a different type. Um, and that's uh, also being effective players in the run plays. Um, and blocking and if you ever watch any of uh, my run highlights there will always be a number 13 that's in front of me making terrific blocks who I can read quite easily off takes great angles and that's Marissa Hayes so she was also um, an Australian wide receiver Um, she's actually more recently been playing defensive end just to show how much she uh, for a skinnier frame I call her skinny (laughs) Um, but for a skinnier frame she doesn't mind getting in the fray of stuff and um, making those blocks so not only can she run the routes got the the experience she's one of the ogs as well um she's also got that physicality and ability to really drive bigger players um and i can credit many of my yards and touchdowns to her i'd also like to give a nod to an up-and-comer that we have um that just due to not much opportunity to play in queensland more recently um that i think should be on the cards and on everybody's radar which is del palmer um, great, just a great character to have in your team, but um, strong, fast. Um, so I think she will have all elements of a wide receiver game as well because she can she can go up and pick him as well. So keep your eyes open for her. Awesome mentions. And it is, I feel like it's so underestimated how important it is to have a receiver who can block for you because, you know, when you are running those outside routes, which is where all the yards, you know, the easy yards are gained, um, having a receiver out there blocking for you is super important. So I love that you highlight that both sides of the receiver position is equally as important as catching and running good routes and stuff like that. Um, for me, I'm picking a New South Wales local, um, Sherika Sellingsworth. Um, you know, you, I don't know if you guys know who she is. She used to play with us at Sydney Uni. She moved up to the Central Coast Sharks and played a couple of seasons up there. She's just got this amazing talent where you can put the ball up anywhere in like a two meter radius to her and she's going up and she's grabbing the ball she's got speed she runs really great routes she you know she gets away from her her cornerbacks really easily she's always open she's just one of those those reliable receivers where if you know you're scrambling out of the pocket you have nowhere to go you can throw it in her vicinity of where she is and she's grabbing that ball and she's scoring touchdowns 
Um, Stace also wanted me to um, just throw a couple of mentions out as well. Cody Fuller, she says, has great size, great hands, amazing route runner. She's very physical. She's, again, one of those clutch receivers that can kind of do both block and catch. Um, And also to Riley Hodgkins from Queensland as well, been a little bit injured, kept her off the field. But when she is on the field, she's quite a dominant receiver as well. Something else Stace wanted me to mention actually was that the WFNC, which is um, where we have a couple of our locals playing over in the States, is kicking off this weekend. So if you guys want to jump on, have a watch, um, you can watch through the Vine Network, V-Y-R-E. If you give it a Google search, it should pop up and you'll be able to watch those games live stream. All right. And that's all we have for another week another episode done and dusted again welcome Denny to the panel thank you so much for joining us for sharing your story your your uh, great football career that we are all envious of we are super stoked to have you joining us every week on the panel thank you so much I'm super excited to be on board so again thank you all for supporting the show thank you all for listening this year is about to go off and we have so much planned for the upcoming upcoming months so much football happening you know our seasons in Queensland hopefully New South Wales Victoria are all about to kick off in the next coming months so we have some episodes that are fully jam-packed with so much content to give you uh, some reviews some highlights some shout outs to all the players and teams that will be competing this year um follow us on socials we're on all platforms download and subscribe If you uh, really like us on Spotify, you can give us a five-star review. And until next week, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.